DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Key Pass Collective. I'll be your host for today. My name is Joe Williams. This, of course, is your audio companion to the Draft Society website, a site which, just like this podcast, focuses completely on the FPL draft version of the game, um, particularly with Fantrax default scoring, although we do uh, pay some heed to other scoring formats as well. Uh, but do visit thedraftsociety.com. We've got stats for you. We've got rankings. We've got articles. Really everything that you need if you play this draft game and you want to, A, get better at it, and um, B, just really end up dominating your entire league and winning a bunch of money. So if that sounds like something cool to you, then you should really check out the site. There's also uh, some insider benefits if you do want to part with five American per month. There are some insider benefits that you can be a part of, including player projections, weekly rankings, fixture difficulty trackers, set piece taker trackers, ghost point trackers, as well as an accompanying article by our own Ryan Barnes, personalized confidential trade advice, and so much more. That's over at thedraftsociety.com. Okay, welcome in. We have a uh, wonderful discussion ahead of us about some things that, I don't know, that we can get stuck into over the international break since we're in the midst of the longest game week of all time. And we've said that only six or seven times this season. So, um, yeah, uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about some transfers, which is, seems obvious. Uh, also, some managerial merry-go-rounding that's been happening. And, of course, I think we should probably mention what that's going to do to our fantasy assets. And then we're going to end it by talking about some what I'm calling surge strategies. So strategies to help your team surge at the end of the season, uh, the tail end of the season, the business end of the season, ways that you can try to move yourself up the table as a fantasy manager. First, let's go ahead and bring in the lads. We have back after a bit of a hiatus, Toddy. Toddy, how are you doing today, sir? All good. Um relaxed um i've slept for at least six hours for at least the last three days <laughs> so i am i am uh, not as sleep de- deprived as i usually am um ready to get back into it beautiful beautiful love love the all american pods but it just lagged a bit of how should i put it like old uh country um like like you yeah. know continental class uh, yeah i like that i like that it's not uh, it's not as storied it's not it's not as it doesn't have the historic aspect to it yeah it's very very young much like america is yeah <laughs> it might be hip it might be cool yeah but, but it's yeah there's a lot of things it's not 
Um, <laughs> although speaking of hip and cool, we also have Ryan with us. Ryan, <laughs> how, the, how the hell are you? I have been neither for a very long time, but <laughs> otherwise I'm, I'm doing all right. I noticed that you, um, you finally shelved the uh, hello draft insert uh, D word afterwards. I knew you were going to mention it. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't pull up any sort of thesaurus today and and I just I couldn't I couldn't come up with one. It had a good it, run. It, it happened run. sooner than than you even thought it would. Um Yeah. I, yeah. It lasted longer than I longer than I thought. <laughs> King's dead. Long live the king. Yeah, that's all right. My students were really disappointed in me, but Seriously, I mean, if uh, if if our listeners um, keep listening until the end, I'm sure you have something planned for for goodbyes. So I'm I'm not I'm not that um, oh. wor- worried that that you'll 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 bring your um, grammatical and um, and language loving a game. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just need to. Run to the bathroom quick. Uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> Grab that thesaurus. Yeah. <laughs> I have a paper one just in, like in, next to the toilet. <laughs> is it, is it like w- word of the day uh, toilet paper? <laughs> right. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Except for it's just all D words that uh, are that can go with the word draft. Okay. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> that's a very specific kind of toilet paper Incredibly. i actually created it and it's for sale on the website uh okay <laughs> let's talk about uh some of these god these managerial changes guys i i don't even know how to wrap my mind around what's happening recently um let's do you want to let's start with everton how about that because <laughs> this one there's less to say about it in terms of analysis um and so i think we'll just let's start with this one and i'll just get your thoughts quickly on it but here's the update so you have moshiri who wants to bring in vitor Pereira, who was earlier today 75 percent bookie odds to replace Rafa Benitez. Okay, fine. Moshiri was actually going against the board's advice on this one, much like he did with the Rafa Benitez signing, which, okay, we all saw how that worked out. And then he thought, oh, that's fine. Let's just do it again. So he went against, he was going to go against what they thought and what, what they had recommended. And to be fair, in, sorry, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. To You're be good. fair, uh, I, was, I was just researching uh, Pereira for... for this very discussion, yeah, and and I've I've read that um, that he actually had an interview with uh, mm-hmm. Everton in 2013 as well. So it's it's a it's a long long lasting love affair. That or, I did not know. Interesting. So yep, go on, go ahead, okay, go ahead in, I, in your I, introduction. No, that's fine because I thought you were going to mention his interview today with Sky Sports, <laughs> which no. disaster, which he gave um, because of the backlash from fans, including one or a group who spray painted Pereira <laughs> out, Lampard in uh, on Goodison. So, <laughs> so the the fans obviously are not backing Moshiri on this one, and. He seems to have caved to the fans' protest, at least for now. So Lampard is still a candidate, but I I don't think we can necessarily rule Pereira out either. This is an absolute shit show right now. And, I mean, I really don't get into the rivalry all that much, even though I'm a Liverpool fan. But 
Everton are making a laughing stock out of themselves with this whole thing. Who who has any thoughts on this? I I just and I don't in terms of fantasy assets, I don't even know like I just feel like we're in in limbo with a lot of Everton guys. Yeah, I can jump in first. Um yeah, it's you hit the nail on the head in the intro. This seems like exactly not exactly. It's uh, the exact same would be basically hiring Gerard given the 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 Liverpool uh, links. Oh, could but, you um, imagine? <laughs> <laughs> after Rafa, I mean, I, I think I could actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just blatantly going against the fans, which is you know fair play to him, which is why they uh, did that graffiti uh, to to try and preempt it. Um, I don't know specifically what their um, what their huge problem with. Uh, Pereira is other than his his resume, which <laughs> is that not only, enough? <laughs> only includes uh, Porto basically, and that was yeah nine years ago when they they had their first interview. Since then, he's gone on to uh, giants such as Alali, Olympiacos, Fenerbahce. 1860 Munich, who I believe is in the second division uh, in Germany, Shanghai, and then back to Istanbul with Fenerbahce. Um, doesn't seem to have the the pedigree, at least given up to now, uh, to manage a, a bigger club in the Premier League like like Everton. So I don't know what the fascination is uh, with him, but um, yeah, I just know that the current atmospherics are not uh, conducive for a, uh, a healthy relationship with the fans and the club that would end in tears, I assume, like Rafa did. So it's kind of a, a wait and see with Everton assets. Um, you're just going to have to to see what who the new manager is and and who he fancies out of out of this current uh, crop of players. But yeah, they're they're firmly in the mud and also in a, in a relegation fight. But actually, are they yeah. actually? I mean, points-wise, they are. I mean, you, it's it's one of those big clubs where you're like, nah, like, they can't go down. Yeah. But especially if they uh, lose or draw their the next game week, which I think is against Newcastle. Oh, really? Maybe? I'm not sure. I but think it's against yeah. another... Um, it is. It is. It yeah. is Newcastle. First so, yeah, game of the game week. Yeah. yeah, they lose to a relegation rival um, <laughs> like Newcastle. They are firmly in the relegation battle. Okay. All right. Yeah. So if if they if they lose to Newcastle, then um, the gap between them and Newcastle will be one point. Wow, that is amazing. They, we'll talk, they have yeah, they have one game in hand, but yeah, we'll talk a lot more about Newcastle in a little bit. But yeah, Toddy, what do you make of this whole managerial hullabaloo? <laughs> yeah, I I I honestly on on Pereira. I have I I have no idea about the fascination. It must be must be something to do with his agent or something yes, like that. But um but I'm I'm a bit more puzzled about why the fans would want Lampard. <laughs> like honestly he has he has no connection that I know of to Everton uh from his playing days. Um obviously as a player he was he was exceptional but yeah, as a manager, he 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 built a derby team that that 
overperformed a bit, um, but then got soundly beaten, beaten, and not got promoted. And that the heart of that uh, team was Mason Mount, who at that time we thought was one of the Chelsea loan army and then by by next season we knew that he was he was going to be a superstar so honestly it's like it's one of it, it was one of those like football manager experiments when you when you go into the editor and take a a Premier League level player and and drop him in the shit team and <laughs> how how good does he make the team yeah. kind of situation and then we saw what he did at Chelsea which I think there was a lot of um, like a lot of things were were um, coming together right the the end of the transfer ban made him have to look to the academy one of the best um, academy classes in in premier league era i think uh, was coming through uh, from cobham and um, and he he sort of stepped stepped into the front line with with these kids behind him defied the odds um, and then promptly failed when he had any uh like big club stuff that he had to do like integrate a new player or or fight the board on not bringing in three players to the same position or whatever so um <laughs> yeah so so i'm and and tactically i think i think everton are definitely I agree with with Ryan. They're in they're in a relegation fight, mm. um, wow. and and for that, <laughs> I I don't like the other appointment that we're going to talk about either. But <laughs> that makes makes much more sense because because um, because Lampard, the one thing that he was bad at, and why he was sacked is because he couldn't do defense. Mm. I think I think in his one full season at Chelsea they conceded like I don't want I, I'll I'll have a look but I think they conceded like 50 plus goals. Yeah. Um so a big wind up to proposing Big Sam come back to Big Sam. Where's he say? I mean <laughs> I mean honestly <laughs> I I wouldn't be against I think I think Big Sam it is would be would be a wise choice. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't be behind that, but because it's it's a it's a backwardsy choice. But I'd understand why they did it. I don't understand why they why they would do Lampard. Honestly, I get. I'm a bit more sympathetic for to Lampard because um, he only had a few years. But I mean learned a lot and was in a even bigger and more pressure-filled job at, at Chelsea. Young manager could, if he hits the ground running, could grow with the club and you know become um, a much better manager um, and take him to, to new heights with, with a, a decent uh, amount of money behind him. So I would get that. It makes a bit more sense when you're not in the position you're in, uh, yeah. fighting kind of for your life. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think Lampard would be the the worst uh, appointment in the world. Why not? 
if you're going to do that and gamble on a young manager, why not just go with Rooney? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the the difference in experience is not huge, right? It, it kind of is in relative terms. I mean, what is this? His, his <laughs> first year, technically, and Lampard said, even though he's very brief tenure uh, at yeah. Derby and Chelsea, what has he got? Three times the amount of experience. Okay. Well, yeah. So one, to, what? One times three equals three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, this math, even I can do. I love that. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I found I found it. Fifty-four goals. So yeah. they they conceded fifty-four goals under Lampard in in his wonderful season at That's Chelsea. Brutal. And and that was with with like top class defenders, not Michael Keane and Yerimina and <laughs> and uh, what's was it Mikolenko at left back and Seamus Coleman on, on crutches and right back. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm I I honestly I like I I would have been on board if they if they were gonna keep Lampard on at Chelsea and give him a chance and like get get one of those like good assistant coaches to to like like the NFL style that where you have a defensive coordinator who does the defense or oh, sure. some, something like that but but I I don't see this going good, going well mm-hmm. I th- honestly I I think this Everton team can't score one more whereas that Chelsea team could yeah well the most I mean the most recent uh, article in the Liverpool Echo says Frank Lampard represents a step into the unknown for Everton subheading it's looking increasingly likely that Frank Lampard could be Everton's next manager so there you go I was <laughs> I think with the attacking talent they have there that he could get a tune out of them uh, especially with DCL uh, back healthy yeah, so, Richarlison. I mean, fantasy-wise, I would love to. I would be a lot more bullish on Everton assets, if, if attacking assets. <laughs> okay. If uh, if he went there, given would, his track like, record of to the point where you would try to trade vibes. them in. Maybe. Would you trade? Would you try to trade them in now uh, with the rumors already Too in risky. place? Too risky. Like, cause if he, if I he think, doesn't come, then it's like. Mm, I think you, DCL will have no problems, um, but you you're not getting DCL on the cheap uh, anyway. So the guys who 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 you could feasibly get due to the uncertainty on the cheap, I wouldn't gamble on honestly. <laughs> even even if Lampard comes in, um, I still I still wouldn't gamble on the likes of. Of, I think we talked about towns and and mm-hmm. and gray and 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 likes. Yeah, no, no, not for me. It's wait, wait and see, and I'll be happy um, to let other people um, get get the positives out of an appointment on this one because uh, there's just no way that we can predict and then take advantage i think at this point do you think you could convince because okay dcl 
Fantrax default scoring two, five, and five in his in his three games since his return, and that's against Brighton. Which I mean, many people still think that they're a shit team, but I mean, I think the people who know better know that that's a very hard team to play against. But Brighton, Norwich, and Villa. So two, five, and five being his scores, and so I, I mean, you could maybe you could maybe pitch somebody on the fact that he's he's in a slump and that you could uh, pry them away, pry him away from them. Uh, I've seen him okay. offered out in a couple of leagues, given that given that form, because I think people had such high hopes for him, given the um, the way he started the season, and they invested so much in, in holding him through that that really long injury, and now that he's back and, and not firing, I think a lot of people are, are ready to to jump ship. So, I think you could potentially prize him away. I mean, let's do. Um, would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> It's not copyrighted um, from some other podcast. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, Michael Antonio, DCL. Give me DCL. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dennis. Oh. DCL for me. I'll take Dennis. I, I think um, Watford's going to tail off. As, as much as it pains me to say that. And we'll talk about that <laughs> in a second. tailed off all season. I'm well, not yeah, about but, that. what's it called when um, you further tail off? <laughs> um, Ivan Tony. DCL not DCL. close. Not even yeah. close. Ooh, that's... I mean, that's expecting a, a spike for DCL. Tony has been decent even without a goal. I mean, he hasn't... He's scored in his last two, but his scores before that without a goal are 6, 2.75, half, 8.5, 9. 9.5, 8.5. Okay. I, those are... I think those are decent for, for forward. Okay, let's go... Riyad Mahrez. Southampton? 0.5 yeah. against Villa? His DGW was a disgrace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a DGW. That, yeah. Yeah, but 9.5 against Brighton in a 2 nil loss. Sure, sure. Yeah, 8.5 against Spurs in a 2 nil loss. I think I think he's decent. I think he's on par. He's close to being on par with DCL. Um, Riyad Mahrez, what, what do you guys think? Hmm. DCL. Mares was getting a lot of play time before before he left for AFCON and he he was one of the highest performers over the, the previous month of like any player um, in terms of like points per mat or points per 90 I believe it was but yeah, yeah I mean he was killing it just absolutely killing it so if he's gonna get even three quarters of that play time I guess I'm taking Mares yeah I think for for war. You're taking Mares for anything else. It's close. Yeah, okay, I'll throw. Weekly, if you need a weekly guy, someone to depend on, then yeah. Yeah, that's DCL. Yeah, I'll throw you. I throw you a couple more quickly. Ollie Watkins, who has been, who's been even worse than DCL recently. I still have more faith in Watkins. I think he comes good. Mm. Joe, I'm a little biased there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's honestly about even for me. There's so many question it's marks. very close. Yeah, there's so many question marks for either. Okay. Um, and three more. Quickly, Jimenez. Uh, 
Yeah, give me Dominic. Yeah, same here. Um, Romelu Lukaku. Oh my. DCL. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking DCL on that one as well. Wow, really, you guys? Oh man. I got, Oh man, I don't. I don't know. To be honest, that that'd be a really. Tough you have thing. to. You have to consider that DCL has three more games to play. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Four. Four actually. That tips it. Yeah. That yeah. And then the ultimate double, double, double game weaker um, one, Maxwell Cornet. <laughs> as much as I want to say Cornet, no, I give me DCL. Cornet will have games in there, and you guys know I'm, I'm a cheerleader for Cornet. Like I'm sure Prashanth is listening, and and he's gonna be like, "What the heck? You sold me out, Williams." But but uh, but no, like I love Cornet. I really do. But he's going to have game weeks where he gets you two or point five, like that just like just like DCL has in the last three. Sure, exactly. But I feel like DCL is going to be more for aerials and more for um, you know those those kind of traditional attacking returns that you'll see him ghost out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I agree. But I think that's not not very far away. I agree, which is wild to say. <laughs> but based on this, if if you get if you could get DCL for anything lower than the ones that we mentioned, obviously go go and get him, go and try for him. Yeah. But but if if this is his level, then he he's on par with what we thought, uh, or a bit bit lower than what we thought um, on draft day, but hasn't dropped that much true i think yeah he still he's one of those that still has that name value right where he hasn't lost enough of it yet like his draft day value like his glimmer yeah because he didn't yeah he didn't play to lose it it's not like lukaku who's who's played and been bad exactly yeah exactly and i mean everyone's going to look at his numbers you know previously 17.5, 17.5, 27, 15.5 in three matches. Of course, he scored in all of them, but still insane. Like, those are ridiculous numbers. And a lot of those account for ghost points, too. Those aren't just attacking returns. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, like, okay. Let's, 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 hope, let's hope he gets a good manager and then he, he, he bangs on because... Yeah. Because most most people will have will have held him through the shit that has been <laughs> uh, COVID postponements and everything, and yeah. and most people will have lost game weeks due to having to hold him. So they deserve they deserve some some returns there. And we'll see what happens with Everton and some stability because you know players coming back from injury. Um, and I, I'm of the mindset, actually, that Rafa kind of got dealt a bad hand. Like, oh, for sure, for give, sure. Yeah, yeah, given the fact that all of the injuries happened, and he didn't have any any role in that, and and didn't have any control over any of that. I mean, he he had his full squad for what like three weeks, and they dominated. So I I don't know. I mean, I I still think that there's this Everton squad, despite the fact that they've lost Dinye, still has some potential for me um speaking of though guys i did want to mention there are some rumors floating around and this is just a rumor at this point that tangy and dombele might move to the aforementioned toffees 
<laughs> would you have any interest in him as a fantasy asset? No. <laughs> no. Got it. Okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Uncle Roy. So, Watford uh, have appointed, at least for the rest of this season, Roy Hodgson. So, comes in everybody's favorite uh, emperor from Star Wars impersonator. And he is going to apparently right this ship and avoid relegation for this team. Um, man, I, Toddy, I think you have the strongest opinions on this of any of us. So why don't you just go ahead and tell us what this means for uh, fantasy assets? Down the train. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, um, I think I think the last uh, there were there were like decent palace players and that and the time that has passed um is 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 making us forget but this is this is a very similar dice-esque mm-hmm. um appointment this is gonna be route one football um this is gonna be hit and hope um trying to lock down the defense um i i saw a stat that watford had i think was it five managers since they last recorded a uh, premier league clean sheet i saw that that is that is crazy <laughs> that is absolutely crazy and and yeah i i mean i'd i'd probably if I were a betting man, I'd probably bet that uh, Hodgson gets at least one in the upcoming uh, um, <laughs> eighteen games or something. At least one. God, I hope so. Uh, but but other than that, um, this is this hasn't changed my outlook on on Watford be- being clearly um, one of the three relegation candidates for mm. me. Okay, Ryan, what do you what do you think about Uncle Roy? Um, I think he'll steady the ship. I think he'll have a decent chance of keeping them up. Um, fantasy wise, I'm not that worried about um, Watford assets, but at the same time, I I wouldn't have wanted more than a handful regardless of of uh who the coach is so your you're josh kings your dennis the menaces um i have <laughs> some ears i'm keeping them i'll get to some here yeah okay all right i'm excited I'm, I'm keeping them on the flip side the the defense might actually as we alluded to might actually get some clean sheets and could use with a few games not conceding three so <laughs> whoever he picks of Samir and Sierra Alta. Both of them have shown that they can ghost out of their minds. So whoever he sticks with, combine the ghost points with hopefully a bit more solidity and maybe some clean sheets, I'm interested in, in one of them. Okay, real, I, I, real yeah, quick. Uh, you guys you guys both. And then Tati, I'll let you I'll let you muse. Um, you tell you tell me which of these remaining matches they have a chance of recording a clean sheet just yes or no <laughs> right okay uh and and you know like norris is gone if you have any Norse confidence is gone if you have any confidence in it whatsoever 
Okay, so Burnley coming up next Saturday. Yeah. Okay, West Ham. Yep. Really? West Ham's attack has been Bowen and Lanzini and nothing else. Oh, I don't think so. I think West Ham puts some past them. About- I mean, I agree, but I think <laughs> if we're looking at teams that they have a chance of getting a okay, sheet okay, against, okay. All right. a, a chance this, because most of my uh, following answers are going to be no's. <laughs> Brighton. Uh, I, I, <laughs> relatively speaking, I'd say yes, but um, I don't think so. Like, they have no forwards. Right. <laughs> they have Neil Mopai as a forward. Yeah, but they've been scoring. They've been doing yeah. just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect uh, Watford to get... I think they'll, they have the best chance against Burnley in the upcoming game. Um, but other than that, I, I, I expect them to luck into one yeah. in, in any game week. I, like... It might be Chelsea. Okay. All right. Yeah, but, cause, uh, because then it goes Villa, United, Arsenal. Southampton, Everton, maybe one of those two. Liverpool, Leeds, Brentford, City, Burnley, then again, maybe. Palace, maybe. Leicester City, end of the year. I mean, they're usually a shambles by the end of the year, so maybe. But then Chelsea to end the season. It just, uh, I, I don't know. It's a mixed bag. Maybe United. <laughs> Could be. I mean, they haven't been very prolific in front of goal, have they? True. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Like I see a maximum number of two clean sheets in there. Okay. What do you think, Ryan? How many? How many would you give them? Over under? <laughs> I'd say three. <laughs> oh, adventurous. If you set the over under at three, though, I'm taking the under every day of the week. Yeah, yeah, potentially. I think three or four. I think they're capable of three or four. But which ones? Like the two Burnley ones? Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you. I think they but could. I, I like your shouts on West Ham and, and, um, and Brighton. Hmm. Okay. And some random one. I mean, we've. Yeah, well, you have to consider. You have to consider that that Chelsea, those. Maybe? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, but those <laughs> Burnley, West Ham, Brighton. Those are the three coming up. So you have to consider that that. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, He's not new manager. Yeah, new manager pump may help with one of those, but he's not going to have enough time to to set the whole defense onto a new trajectory. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but so Ryan, you were saying you don't mind some of their defensive assets still. Yeah, some being Samir, one of Samir Siralta. or Siralta. and that's I it. think Kamara might be streamable in different matchups, but. Um, I don't trust them as much as as the the former. Any midfielders? No. Okay, that makes sense. I, mean, if um, the, the I think EDM is okay. Yeah, Edo fancies him. Yeah, yeah. I think if he if he finds a team that puts together like a stream of good results, stream being two, <laughs> um, I think 
I think there will be value in there, but nothing more than streaming value. So You're like about Kayembe, right? Kayembe yeah. or Sissoko or or then or one of those guys maybe shoved onto the wing to just beat in crosses like it's nobody's business and hmm. and that may be a guy that you want uh in a game that will have him have him um just just try 30 crosses <laughs> like that that would mean that he 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 would in that game alone he would have like a uh 10 close to 10 points just based on um accurate crosses and 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 the odd key pass so beautiful yeah, yeah. there will there will be some value there but um nothing consistently holdable i think i mean two matches so far granted it's newcastle and norwich but one of them was a three nil loss and edo kayembe has seven and a half and nine yeah but so. there was yeah i mean Maybe, maybe, maybe we can agree on the guy who will be taking set pieces <laughs> will be a, a season-long hold. Okay. All so right. maybe King. I yeah, I'm holding King regardless because that's just I got him for completely for free, which I think everybody who has him did, and yeah. uh, and there's no reason to not just hold that. Yeah. All right, let's move on to transfers, lads, because there's been some some movement recently. So I think there's a couple that we're we're going to want to talk about in terms of their fantasy value. Uh, and I think leading this list, I mean, many would think I'm, I would talk about Erickson first, but he's second on my list currently because we need to talk about Bruno Guimaraes coming into mm, Newcastle. Nice. Well, which <laughs> I actually practiced it myself last night. <laughs> which thank my you. Fiance guys. speaks Portuguese. I Appreciate was like, how that. do you pronounce this this last name? My God. Well, you're you're making me blush. Uh, good thing you can't see it. All right. <laughs> anyway, so um, many are seeing this as a huge coup for Newcastle, and um, I'm I'm actually pretty excited. When you look at his numbers, uh, he has about seven point two ghost points per ninety. So only about eight point three points per ninety for Leon. However, um, he <laughs> he does have the seven seven point two ghost points. He's only twenty percent. 21% reliant on goals, assists, and clean sheets. So I I like this guy. And honestly, I think he could do he could do work uh, in that midfield. And, and I think that he's, of any of these transfers coming in, he's probably the one I'm most excited about. What do you guys think? Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very skeptical of, uh, of new CDMs, basically. Um, especially on bad teams. So if he goes to, if it's official and he goes to Newcastle, um, he doesn't take any set pieces, does he? Um, not, not that I know of. Uh, would would he take them away from who is it, Shelby or Richie? Trippier. Trippier. Oh, Trippier. That's right. I almost forgot about him. Yeah, I, no, I he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't take him away from that. Uh, I think he'll be a solid CDM, five to eight points. So I'm not interested. Yeah, I think I think um, if he turns out to be, I think he'll be taken way too um, expensively in in uh, Fab leagues, mm-hmm. and he'll be taken by 
maybe waiver one or waiver two, um, which which I wouldn't pay for him just because of what Ryan said about CDMs. But he could, I think, best case scenario, he turns into a Tiago who plays every week. Yeah, right. Something like that. That and that's what I was because like Ryan's describing as a CDM and that's fair, but um, I kind of wonder if he ends up being like a box to box, like if he's potentially, if he's, yeah. And, Depends and on how they how they use him. In that case, I'm a little bit more excited about him. Um, his strengths, according to who scored, are his passing, his long shots, his through balls. Yeah, yeah, he's a classic, um, like transitional yeah, midfielder who 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 have a lot of tackles and then who have a lot of like the pass before uh the assist. assist yeah 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 like like he'll have he'll he'll take it from he'll take it from a guy in midfield uh and then release ASM who will roll it back to uh wood <laughs> for the goal and i think yeah yeah i think that that's 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 the guy and and in real life he'll help a lot with the attack and the defense but for fan tracks i'm i'm not interested honestly so they've got him who scored has him at 13 appearances as a defensive midfielder and 18 appearances or sorry eight appearances as a midfield a center midfielder um so that would probably be more of that like eight role right right as opposed to more of uh, a six that six, would be yeah yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on where he lands in in the squad and and who does he displace. You know, to be honest, like because that's sort of that's Shelby sort of the Shelby role. And anyone, know. anyone. <laughs> He's so much better than Shelby. Unfortunately, I I watched like a, a a lot of YouTube on it because Arsenal has been scouting him for like two years, and of course they lose out to Newcastle. Um, <laughs> so did you just sign like four defensive midfielders? <laughs> I mean, Xhaka's got to be on the way out, and we only have Partey and 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 Sambi Lakanga, and need a need an upgrade um, on El Nene and and Xhaka. So um, I was hyped about Guimaraes, or now they're talking about Neves, but I digress. Well, um, and uh, Luis, yeah, I would I would love Douglas Luis. I love that dude. Um, wouldn't be wouldn't be mad about that. Um, but Guimaraes is, is very highly touted. So, yeah, he's got it. He's got a lot of highlight reels in his in his locker. But it's it's legal, and um, yeah, you never know how it's going to translate. Is is it is it um, the Ligue turn to get the Farmers <laughs> League Farmers tag? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, we've already fits. done we've done the Scottish League so dirty at this point that we have to <laughs> apologize by. Just calling other world leagues the Farmers League. <laughs> Very Anglo-centric. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, yeah, Newcastle have been setting up in a midfield three with Joel Linton, Longstaff, and Shelby. So, obviously, he'd he'd come in for um, for that defensive role. Be it was it Shelby when. Willock was playing, or was it Longstaff when, when it was Shelby and Joe Linton next to him? So, I think, I think Shelby stays in. 
because if you if you want to take the 11 best players on that squad i think shelby makes it and i think he stays yeah. in and he could actually benefit from 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 a bit of freedom going forward um and distributing a, um, a bit, bit higher up the pitch. So uh, I actually like him if they if they get Yimarash um, in. He makes his team so much better immediately. Yeah. It, it's actually amazing. Like yeah. this is going to be really interesting. If they get him in and a solid center back, I'd say they're almost guaranteed to stay up. Well, they've been denied like two different center backs now, so I'm curious to see. Why don't they just go for Nat Phillips? Come on. I mean, just make everybody happy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're trying for Big Dan Byrne now. I mean, if you want a younger Big Dan Byrne, yeah. look, look no further. And it's not just because exactly. I'm holding him on my fantasy team. I'm holding him on both of mine. <laughs> I have him as well. <laughs> All right. Of Ariel's Springs Eternal. Let's... Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the Mousy Dane himself. Christian Eriksen to Brentford is basically all but done pending a medical, which I guess is pretty, you know, it's going to be pretty important in this particular case. Um, however, pretty great stats when you look at his previous Premier League records um, and even some of his time at Inter. I mean, arguably there were times where it wasn't as great. So I'm curious, like, are we going to get the, the good Christian Eriksen back? Or are we going to get, you know, somebody who's somewhere in between good and, and not quite not quite as good? Tati, what is your thought on, on this one? Um, and uh, is he somebody, like, immediately you're looking to bring in? Or is it kind of a wait and see? I've been, I've been going back and forth uh, on this one. I, initially, I was very excited. Like, properly, um, this is this is the signing of the transfer uh, window. But going a bit deeper into his uh, last year at Inter and... Um, and his, his, mostly his availability, I don't think, I, I, I have no problem with his numbers and I think, I think he'll be very good, um, numbers wise. But, um, his, his availability even, even before his, uh, before his horrible, cardiac event uh, for Denmark was suspect um, at Inter so I, I'm I'm not seeing a lot of starts for him unfortunately so so as much as I like him as a player and as much as I I want him to succeed um, I I'd, I'd temper expectations and Honestly, if if the guys that we talk about today are the only ones coming in, he's still top, probably top two of yeah. uh, of the deadline day ish deals, uh, or end of this game week waiver deals, or how should I put it? Right. But <laughs> but um, but yeah, I don't expect peak Spurs Ericsson. Okay, Ryan. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat. Um, I'm very skeptical that he'll, he'll end up being, um, even a, a semblance of his, of his old self. Um, but the, the potential upside is too tantalizing not to, not to take a punt and, uh, and wait and see. But I think he's going to be such a slow burn that 
whoever picks them up or the vast majority i should say that pick them up um next waiver round will end up dropping him in, in two or three weeks when he's only making substitute appearances and, and hasn't really panned out yet so i think he's going to be a, a longer term um asset yeah he'll be he'll be like um like bale last season people spent oh. all the maximum fab on him um held him for weeks in and then finally dropped him around october november and then in january he just turned it on yeah yeah good point i mean and at that point even we were like yeah well, you, you got to drop this guy he's just rotting on your bench like there's no there's no reason for and then of course he tu- yeah turns it on and uh <laughs> starts winning people game weeks <laughs> but exactly that's fine you can't win them all um, okay. All right. So Erickson to Brentford. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, you know, his, his 2021, um, stats as far as, and I don't know if listeners know this, you can go to the draft society and once there, go ahead and mouse over stats and go to European leagues data. And you'll be able to find all this information on how players performed, um, converted to fan default scoring. So that's where we're getting these numbers. And this is all care of uh, drafter thoughts. So shout out, obviously, because, you know, man behind the scenes, um, but incredible. We wouldn't be able to do half the stuff we do without him and draft lad. So um, Christian Erickson. So he had uh, 17 starts last year and had a 9.6 points per 90. Uh, 7.5 of those were ghost points. He was only 23% reliant on goals, assists, and clean sheets. So it's not bad, but I mean, a 9.6 with a 7.5 uh, ghost point floor, you're looking at, I mean, what, who's a comparable a comparable uh, player in that particular range? Tiago. Really? 9.6 average? Tiago does not have that this year. There's no way. Uh, I think points per start i think he does really well i'll have a look okay okay there there's another tracker that we have there is useful um, draft metrics you're useful talking about draft i've heard metrics, of it i've yeah. heard of it <laughs> all right points for 90 you're looking at right uh let's see this is good radio <laughs> this is this is good, good radio, radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 9.7. What did I say? 9.7 with a 7 point um, ghost point floor. Uh, there's really nobody because most of the guys who get 9.7 have like around there for their ghost points. But you're looking at somebody like a <laughs> like a Kieran Tierney <laughs> or <laughs> let's see. Say it. Jorginho. <laughs> um, who are you looking at? Oh, Tiago. I'm looking at Tiago. <laughs> Where's, what's he got? One sec. Um, so he has PPS 9.6. And Ghost Points. One sec. <laughs> This is this is awesome. Really. Riveting. This is riveting. <laughs> um, Seven point four. Good God, you're you're right from the beginning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ever doubted you. <laughs> okay, so he's got exactly Tiago numbers. 
and probably Tiago availability as well. Um, yeah. So if you're one of you're one of the guys who thinks holding Tiago through his um, eight eight game non-starting uh, period that happens twice every season <laughs> is, um, is is good value then then by all means go in for Ericsson but otherwise be cautious I'm, I'd still go in because like Ryan said the upside is huge yeah that's fair alright let's move right along uh, this one a little bit maybe more enticing Burnley looking to sign and they are apparently in advanced talks with Mislav Orsic from Dinamo Zagreb and um, this player I mean does actually have some pretty impressive stats 15.1 points per 90 9 ghost points per start he is however 40% reliant on those attacking returns so interesting to say the least uh he can play as a forward or a midfielder and i'm assuming they're probably going to put him as a forward just given the fact that they have none that are healthy uh but i guess it remains to be seen but i guess i'm i'm kind of excited about this if this happens as well yeah so am i um it'll be really interesting to see where they slot him in because i could see him um playing as like a, a left winger um as opposed to Aaron Lennon or, or Goodmanson or whoever the hell they got um, <laughs> paired on the opposite side of, of Dwight McNeil. Um, and then maybe they slot in Cornet um, up top, in which case you have a, a trident of uh, Cornet, Orsic, and, uh, and McNeil, which for Burnley is pretty, that <laughs> is is pretty tasty. solid, yeah. <laughs> um, and add the the numerous games they still have to make up, and I'm certainly interested. Having said that, um, as much as I love uh, Croatia, uh, if you want to talk about Farmers League, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Those numbers are probably slightly inflated. It's, it's safe yeah. to say. Yeah, so yeah, for, two for, decent teams in the entire country, high split, and Zinamo Zagreb, and... Yeah. He only plays for, twice. <laughs> by the way, forty percent um, uh, goal and assist clean sheet dependency is um, just just to give you a feel for it. It's got Martinelli, McAllister, uh, Odegaard, Bernardo Silva, Harvey Barnes at levels. Oh shit! Oh, so that's great. so it's, it's not it's not bad. No, it's not, not bad. at all. It's not it's not someone like uh, someone you would not start if you're not expecting uh, uh, an attacking return. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Are you, I mean, are you excited about this guy, Toddy? I am. I, you know you know me about Burnley assets that, <laughs> that have even the semblance of, of um, creativity and attacking talent. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if again, I'm saying this, uh, if, if these are the guys who will come in for our late for our uh, waivers um, and I assume that all the guys who will be talking about or will be mentioning that are moving um, between Premier League clubs uh, I have him I'll, I'll have him as number one or oh, wow. or okay. or in the top two with Ericsson mm. I like it okay I think that's probably sums it up pretty well 
Let's talk about uh, Watford's new signing, which is confirmed. And there were pictures of him already today training with the squad. Uh, this is Samuel Kalu. Quite an interesting and seemingly out of nowhere signing uh, for Roy Hodgson's first one. He uh, he comes to them from France and he, let's see what he is... He was uh, averaging 11.7 points per 90. 8.4 of those were ghost points and 33% reliant on those for attacking returns. I don't know that he immediately slots into the starting 11. I think he might be a a bench piece, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think on this one. Yeah, we sent out uh, a tweet on the uh, the transfer thread um, from the TDS account earlier. Basically saying just that. Um, seems like it's more attacking depth. Um, and his his stats from, from France, again, Farmers League, whatever you want to call it, um, they need to be they need to be heavily inflated to, to translate to decent numbers here. And if yeah, he's only got I think one goal and one assist um, from I think eight eight uh, eight appearances this this season with Bordeaux. Um, doesn't doesn't bode well for him immediately uh, setting the league on fire. So I'm not interested. I'm willing to you know keep an eye on him in case he does catch fire under Uncle Roy and becomes the new Zaha minus the dispossessions. Hopefully, but I'm not holding out much hope for it at all. Hmm. Toddy. Yeah, same here. I think um, we already mentioned those Watford uh, fixtures um, in the ones that that offer a decent chance of them getting an attacking return. Um, if he starts, I'm not against um, picking him up. But uh, other than that, yeah, not not uh, overly excited about uh, this guy. I think he's going to be a bench player, and he's he's coming as a forward as well. So uh, that that deflates his value a bit. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm with you guys on that one. That sounds that sounds about right to me. Like I I if if any given game week, him and Christos Solis both start, I'd be hard pressed to decide on which one to stream. Oh wow! <laughs> but I'm a huge Christos Solis fan. Well, okay. there's at least one of you left out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> sounds good. So we've got uh, a couple left quick, and then I think, Toddy, you're going to run us through some of the other potential transfers that are going to happen or may may or may not happen uh, just to be on people's radars, even though these are not the ones that are confirmed or really even uh, all that close at this point. But we'll talk through them quick. Um, so we've got Donnie Van de Beek, apparently. Uh, just very strange uh, loan move that may happen to Crystal Palace because Lord knows what we needed at Crystal Palace was more midfielders. Um, so, so, yeah, so I'm curious what you guys make of this one. Like, he could easily displace somebody like a Will Hughes. Milivojevic. Sure, like Milivojevic. Yeah, sure, Milivojevic. Although, he's been he's been a club uh, legend. So, like, you know, obviously. But he, he's misplaced himself. As well, well, that's so true. That's true. <laughs> he, did, he, didn't need, he didn't need Van der Beek to misplace him. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, they're... And at any given week, there's there's plenty of, or at least a couple of players in this Palace lineup that, like, you kind of think are 
weaker links, if you will. But um, certainly you've got to make room for a lot of players there. You know, you've got your Gallagher's, Edwards, and then once um, players are back from AFCON, you've got Zaha back in. Ayu has certainly done nothing to lose his spot. He's been integral this season. So I, I just don't, I don't know how this all works itself out. I can't imagine that uh, Palace would go through all of this effort to put poor DVB uh, back on the bench. Situation oh, where he's on the bench. Oh, At least he's in London. I mean, yeah, it's got to be better than than that's being true. on the Manchester bench. Do you know who uh, who his partner is? She is mm. the daughter of a very famous. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, is it Dennis Bergkamp's yeah. daughter? Yeah, I did yeah, not know yeah. that. Yeah, you think yeah. that rub off a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously not. Um, I mean, he I'm, was he was amazing at Ajax. He was proper baller. Yeah, I have no idea what happened to him at United or. If 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 it was United that happened to him, uh, but he That's was it. like, Obviously. you can see his numbers like twelve point five, nine point two ghosts. He was he was proper bowler and and that was there was a great ax team that that's why i took this particular set of stats on our document that you're looking at here toddy like the 2018 19 his stats there um i, I just think he was he's, yeah yeah but out. he's cap- capable of that and exactly. and uh honestly i have no idea what what happened to him uh, and why he's not playing there must be a reason so we'll we'll mention Dele Ali in passing and he's he's one of those guys as well that he, he you can you can take a set of stats from a certain season that will make make him look like a first rounder yeah um, true, true true but but I think we all agree that wherever he goes if he goes anywhere he's not going to be a first round level player mm-hmm. so why would we expect I mean, I know we like to say bad things about United and Ole especially, um, but he is, or he was, a Premier League manager for years. So he and and he consistently decided on not playing this guy. So I'm I'm not see, I'm not saying that that. Um, we that, don't trust all these judgments. So that we trust all his <laughs> that we trust all his judgment no. judgment, but still still you you'd have to give him some benefit of some doubt <laughs> at 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 this point in thinking that he's just not gonna he's not just gonna come into a palace team or any team and just just be back to his eighteen nineteen numbers bowling out. Yeah. Because if if he if he had that in him in training, he would have made this horrid United squad. I mean, there was a point when Lingard was playing ahead of him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I'm I'm a I'm a bit more bullish than than that. Um I think he's clearly hasn't played um, and he's devoid of, of any confidence as a result of that. So there's only so much you can do in, in training, especially if you've been beaten down for 
you know nine months so if he got a fresh start at palace um with a, a manager like Vieira and was given a bit more uh, freedom in the middle of the park i think he's got he's got potential and i'd certainly um be willing to take a punt on on him um rediscovering some form and we've seen um players in that position with for palace like we talked about Milivojevic and, and Will Hughes even scoring pretty well. So I think uh, I think there's a possibility of him going there and, and starting to, to catch some form. Um, and if I can get him on a free, I'm, I'm certainly interested. Okay. But you're not going to you're not going to bid a whole lot for him in terms of his, like if you had Fab left. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, not more than like five if I if I had Fab. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fab's been gone for years. All right. Fair enough. All right, boys. Finally, we have uh, a player who I, I've just found out about today. Uh, Newcastle apparently in advanced talks with Sassuolo uh, over signing a player. Brazilian. Sassuolo. So, say it again. <laughs> Sassuolo. Oh, that's that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Sassuolo. <laughs> uh, a left back. Brazilian. His name is Rogerio. Or just we can call him Roger if you'd like. Rogerio. Rogerio. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And you have to when you do that, do you put your do you put your hand up in the Italian um what do you call that? The like the the two the, the two fingers to the three fingers together up in the air? You know like yeah. it's got an emoji now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do I it to the ref. That today. Like come on. Come on, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's what anyway. I'm um yeah. so okay, uh he's been described as almost Maybe. unstoppable. Um, he's been described so as he's, by who? So he's, st- <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 if he's almost unstoppable, he's, he's stoppable. But, but almost not. Yeah. But at the same time, almost it's borderline. Not. So he's been described <laughs> as lightning fast. Um, like I said, he's a left back. Um, he's big on interceptions and he's big who's, on. Who's doing, who's doing these, these descriptions? So. I mean, it may or may not be me, but. Um, <laughs> there are left backs that are unstoppable. No, these are, these are, ver- these are, these are other, you know, various other news sources that I'm, I'm scrolling through here. Uh, anyway. Other than, other than yourself? <laughs> I'm not a news source, at least not yet. I'm working towards it. Um, <laughs> so, bottom line, it sounds like. <laughs> I brought him up just because maybe it's interesting. I don't know. A fast Brazilian on the wing, maybe fine, sure. Uh, but you don't think he unseats uh, Matt Ritchie, or do you? He's, has Ritchie uh, even been playing has, that role? Ritchie hasn't been playing. Who? So he's, who's there? Look, it's Dummit. Yep. Well, if anybody I mean, could displace Dummit. Dummit started, <laughs> and then. Um, What's his name? The Spanish uh, footballer. Uh, Monquillo. Yeah, yeah, Javier Monquillo. Okay, uh, so fine. Then that makes my point even even better. Do yeah, we care about this man? Whoever Rogero. they bring in, it, which, <laughs> whichever left back they bring in is is clearly going to take take that spot. So um, I'm not wasting a roster spot on him, even if he is quasi unstoppable. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely going to keep an eye on him, and if. In a couple of weeks, he showed that he's unplayable. Then, then I'll I'll think about it. <laughs> almost yeah. unplayable. I'll almost think about it. Yeah, <laughs> almost think about it. Uh, Toddy. Yeah, I'm with Ryan on this one. I'll 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 check I'll check his score mm-hmm. every game week. 
Because <laughs> he's ain't gonna be on my team. Okay, All right. fair enough. I just thought I'd include him. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> all right, Toddy, run us, run us through some of the other transfer candidates uh, that are being floated about. Uh, just if you have any thoughts quickly on them, because I don't know that we want to spend a whole lot of time on uh, a lot of these guys, because some of them are trending in the wrong direction at this point. But give give us a rundown. Okay, so uh, number one is Adama Traore. Right, already rostered by everybody, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Is he gonna go up or down? Oh, up, hundred percent. Well, yeah, up. there's nowhere to go but yeah. up. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I agree on. I Trade agree in. with that. I've gotten requests in both my leagues for him, like like they're being slick. You know, I have no idea that he was maybe going to Tottenham and <laughs> right wing back. This is weird. I would love to get rid of him. <laughs> Muppets. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so Amrabat to Tottenham as well, which is trending down now. Uh, meh. Meh, okay. Um, Bentancourt to Aston Villa. More of a CDM, if I'm not mistaken, yeah? He is, maybe yeah. Replaces, yeah. Maybe replaces Louise if they let him go. Yeah, uh, I think I read... We're coming uh, in as, for Nakamba, who's out for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So so I read, I read today uh, that Gerard praised Luis for filling in at, at proper CDM uh, because because they were a bit bit short, bit short in that position. So I think they're looking to shore up uh, the CDM position. And I think um, I'm, I've, I follow Juventus uh, a bit uh, and, and I've, I've only heard good and seen good things about this guy. He's he's a young Argentinian guy, um, redondo esque, I'd say. Um, uh, I really like this transfer, not for fan tracks for purposes. I think he'll he'll score uh, badly or in the in the uh, non barely rosterable CDM type, okay. uh, but but he's a very very talented player. So, um, another astute transfer if it happens from Gerard. Yeah, absolutely. But not one that we necessarily want to roster. Exactly. Okay. So, um, the two, the two outcasts for Newcastle, Lingard or Ali. Don't care about either. Yeah, I've given up on both, I think. I mean, Lingard, if it happens, but everything, everything is pointing now to the point that it's like United are being so staunch and just unnecessarily, um, like obtrusive in their, in their negotiations that it's like, why would you take that on? Why, like, why would you, and then they go and get somebody like Imarej, like it just, there's no reason to, to F around with somebody like Lingard and the negotiations you're going to have to do with, with the club like Manchester United who want absurd amounts of money and also a clause where they would get paid a certain amount if they do get relegated or if they, no, if they don't get relegated, they would get paid a certain amount. Like it was only Lingard's like the reason to only be Lingard that, that they didn't get relegated. Because <laughs> no one else on the team matters. It was, it was the savior, Jesus Christ, Jesse Lingard himself. Like it's just so ridiculous. I just, I'm, I'm so over the whole thing. Yeah. Um, what about Ali? Not interested. Yeah. I mean, I picked him up, solely for resale value yeah um 
but um, there there will be. I'm sure that there will be someone in your league who believes in Ali more than he should, uh, and try to find that manager and trade him out for him. Yeah, and his but other than Twitter that, handle yeah. is at Draft Genie. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and look him up. I'm sure he's in your league. An interesting cat. I mean, he's in most leagues, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Yeah, okay, so um, Phillips, as in Big Nat Phillips, or Big Dan Bird for Newcastle. And Phillips is like the new Barkley. I mean, the rumor comes around every single window, and he never leaves, so I'm skeptical again, especially now that it's down to 25%, so I don't see it happening. But if he goes anywhere, I want him. Yeah, um, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, Dan Burn, that new left I'm, back in Newcastle. <laughs> the unstoppable one? No, almost. Yeah, so playing next to him, I mean, they're almost going to get a couple clean sheets. <laughs> uh, okay, so Arthur, also from Juventus to Arsenal. I think that's that's hit a snag. Yeah. C- another CDN with, uh, with a very low ceiling. I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. same here. Um, and I think, okay, so I'm not sure if he en- he'll enter the system, but uh, um, Julian Alvarez has already signed for City. If he enters the system, do not pick him up. <laughs> no. Because he's gone back on loan to River Plate. Do not pick him up. Don't be <laughs> like the guy who picked up Pulisic when, yeah. when, when the signing was announced. Just, I just still give don't. my friend grief for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same, same, same in our league. Same in our yeah. league. Anytime he talks um, himself up, I'm just like, oh, yeah, why don't you pick up Pulisic again? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, brilliant. don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Okay. Um, I think I think the two we wanna mention is Diaz, um, who is uh, Portuguese um, phenomenon, or is it? Is he Colombian? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Tell me. Plays in Portugal. Plays for Porto. Um, winger can dribble for days. Uh, is in my opinion, is the the best um, player in the Colombian national team, uh, which includes uh, Cuadrado and, and James, James Rodriguez, other, <laughs> other uh, players. But um, yeah, he is a stone cold baller. Um, yeah, so is he ASM light? Yeah, um, but uh, can finish as as well. So I I I love this dude. I would love to see him come to the prem, but. But not for Spurs. But if he does, he, without a shadow of a doubt, um, becomes a valuable uh, January yeah. transfer window target. I have so I if have he, two, if I have several sources um, within the last hour who have posted. One's from Daily Express and one's from Sports Illustrated. The Daily Express headline is: Luis Diaz set to reject Tottenham as Porto star prefers quote more seductive Liverpool move. And then the Sports Illustrated <laughs> headline is report Liverpool could bid for Luis Diaz in the next few hours. Player not convinced by Tottenham offer. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I loved him. 
Dude, he could he could easily not easily, of course, that's that's hyperbole, but would thrive in that system replacing uh Mane. Mm. Yeah, you're, okay. not, you're not so, spending that money to for depth. He's he would be a long term play to replace Mane, I would assume. So he if he if he, his um uh, percentages from draft lads tweets start rising either to Spurs or Liverpool you 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 start looking at getting Fabian right yeah. I I'm actually less interested in him if he goes to Liverpool because I think it'll be a longer term play and he will probably be a sub and start the odd game with Mane still there. If he goes to Tottenham, he's 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 thrown in straight away. And I think Lucas is, is displaced. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, which is an even even longer shot, is is Arsenal getting in a forward. And at this point, I think the two, the three that are rumored, uh, because Vlaovic has gone to Juventus from Fiorentina, the three are Alexander Isak, uh, DCL, or um, what's his name from Lille? Um, Jonathan David. Yeah. Um, do you see this happening? Ryan? I think they'll they'll get somebody in. Um, who that will be in the, in uh, this window or yeah. in the summer? Yeah, I think I think um, now that Gimaraish is is gone, um, and yeah, Arthur's still pinging about as well as rumors of, of Neves or, or De Louise. Um, have, have they have they gone fully off our? Because I, yeah. I I know that that was that was a rumor um, coming into the season. Yeah, that was more for the the Odegaard role. So I think that's well and truly done. This would be more of a, a CDM role in addition to a forward. So given the fact that uh, Partey and unfortunately Xhaka are back, um, the need for a, a central midfielder in this window is is less than the need for a number nine with Laka not scoring, Aubameyang still cut off from the squad didn't go to dubai for this this warm weather training um i think he's done i think he uh, is done but if they don't for some whatever reason get in a forward this window and oba stays they're gonna have to bury the hatchet because laka and inketia (laughs) it's just not gonna work what i would love um as if if a forward doesn't come in is you put Martinelli up top, yeah, and then bring and Pepe Saka and DSR. Oh, uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> thought I thought you were. With that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna go with the real realistic. Could also do <laughs> that as well. I mean, Pepe was the apparently the one of the stars of, of Afcon. I only saw him play a couple times, but um, yeah, he was good. He was good. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's a, a <laughs> dream. Is is that a farmers league Afcon? <laughs> it's yeah. There's farmers on teams for sure, but like literal ones, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. The whole, yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually followed Afcon more than more than I had previously ever, and it's it's. I think it's the best. Honestly, it's you. You don't you don't get like. Players from the French third tier together with like Pepe 
uh, uh, <laughs> proper Premier League superstar, or like Salah, and and then the other guy is plays at, at home in the Egyptian league or and stuff like, like that. And, in his yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just, it's just, there are so many storylines. It's, it's, it's just so much fun. And, and the football is quite good as well. So, um, I, I implore everyone, uh, who's listening to, to get into the, um, quarterfinals, semifinals and final of the AFCON because, because it's really good fun. Proper attacking football. Just yeah. speed for days. I love it. There have been it. some straight golosos. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Man. And some really comical uh, goalkeeper play, too, to be honest. Yeah, and that. <laughs> and <laughs> the refereeing was. Yeah, yeah. But well, what is it? Appalling. I mean, I mean. It's been well publicized, but that the the fact that Comoros uh, went to their first Afcon, got got through the group, um, and then had to play hosts and favorites Cameroon with uh, an outfielder in goal. Yeah, it's it's just you don't get you you don't get these types of uh, storylines in in any other competition. It's amazing. Yeah. I think the closest yeah, they, the closest that we've gotten and shout out because you know you know we love you um would be Iceland right like previously yeah. when their their program was up and coming and they sort of came on the scene and started shocking big teams and it was like turns out that like oh yeah you know their um their center mid is actually just a, a, a an elementary school teacher uh, but you know they, yeah. they asked him to play on the team and he said sure yeah. why not together with Ida Good Johnson who's a Champions League family. winner yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah I love it I love it nice alright boys well let's let's wrap it up um, what I would love from each of you is one of your strategies your late season strategies to try to get yourself back in it like if you are struggling if your team is one that is trying to kind of push up the table make a late surge what is one of your strategies that we can share with the listeners so that they can kind of muster their courage not give up on this season and see if they can't make one final push ryan do you want to start yeah i can start um I mean, if you're near the top of the table, um, I think you keep doing what you're what you're doing. I love a balanced squad with your stalwarts plus three to four open roster slots where you can um, stream double game weekers and and folks that that pop up for that particular week. So that's my ideal squad. If you're mid table and really need a push, kind of a if you're not first or last uh, strategy, you're either going to have to go super light and just take advantage of of all of the streamers um or you're gonna have to try and pick up some um underperforming or injured assets that could pop like your mentos um and those those types of players um or or trade for high upside underperforming assets that uh, you're basically making a bet that that these folks will come come good again um, and that's really your only chance of, of making up that that gap in a short period of time so i think those are really the uh the only options or maybe play into the doubles play into the double game weeks like as, as much like really lean into them yeah, yeah yeah that's the that's the byproduct of uh of having a lot of open roster slots and yeah. being a, a waiver wire warrior 
um, you can make up some ground if you if you get lucky on on stacking um, some of those uh, some of those uh, DGWs and good matchups. Yeah, and you do have high risk, high reward. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we've warned people against that previously. And I would say, yeah, yeah. you know, depending on what happens with Watford, it's played itself out again this week. So, uh, again, just always be very cautious of that because it's so easy to buy in. Uh, and and it, a lot of times it disappoints. Yeah. It really we were, if you're, we if were, you're six to eight, you're, there's, I mean, there's nothing to lose. Exactly. So you gotta, you got to do what you can. I was looking at um, January numbers uh, for for our... Uh, monthly awards that that um, the inner geek does uh, and I, I actually saw Pontus Janssen who has had only minus points this uh, wow this uh, month yeah, and terrible and he's he's had a double of minus 1.5 and minus <laughs> 2.5 which is which is like exactly what we we were saying unbelievable and yeah. and and it- 180 minutes or, or how like he played the whole time yeah he, he played the full <laughs> full full two two matches oh yeah. that's insane yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so with, yeah. with caution but yeah, yeah i mean if exactly like ryan said you've got nothing to lose if, if you're in the bottom half right just try yeah. to make that surge toddy what what's your um what's your strategy i know you you've been big in the last couple of years on hoarding fab is that is that one of the yep. things you're going to mention um yeah i i think hoarding fab is 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 a great great one and and you can you can um go on a little run i've i've done that in my community league i i have all the fab uh, bar one fab one guy has one fab i have 65 so essentially i can pick up anyone on any waivers uh so um if you if you are close to being being your fab leader and and there's not much fab around in the in the league i'd i'd actually try to even even by missing out on these new transfers i'd try to to get a monopoly on fab because because um if you're if you're a manager who is who's uh on the ball uh and and looks at uh, like his teams pretty regularly then you can you can actually use the whole of the uh player pool available because mm. um anyone you drop you're guaranteed to 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 get back so any given game week your 16 should look like 11 of the highest upside starters and five of the players that you will be able to drop and then get back by the next week so Mm -hmm. five of the players on your bench who you don't want the next game but want the, the game after that so in that sense i dropped salah this week <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> because i am i am certain that i will be able to get him <laughs> back uh and i needed that spot i'd still might lose but that's beside the point that's still amazing uh, that's such a cool strategy yeah yeah and and you have like you have a bunch of game weeks coming up 
still. So it's not like the end of the season. And there will be good value on waivers. Even in a 12, even in a 14 team league, there will be some amazing value on waivers and you, and, and you can get, win matches. So my two, two other strategies, uh, that I wanted to mention. One is a strategy. The other is, a is a sort of, um, less less cutthroat thing. The the one that I mentioned at this time of year and will will get shoutier about uh, as we go on uh, <laughs> the second half of the season is to optimize for wins. Um, be be ruthless about um, having players like trade out the players that are not performing to your standards because you you won't have five weeks to hold them. Um, drop them, trade them out, whatever. You need to win now, and winning now uh, will will require uh, decisions like this. I think this season these decisions are a bit easier in a sense that um, there's a huge, huge difference between the number of games uh, players will play in the in rest of the season so you'll be able to optimize for that like like um like you you'll be able chelsea have played 24 games in 23 game weeks so far so they're one ahead um already they'll have three blanks coming up in the next four so trading out chelsea assets now during the international break to get in Leicester or um, or Everton or um, or Brighton assets um, maybe the way to go. So, for mm-hmm. example, I'd I'd be fully on board on trading out Romel Lukaku to get in Patsandaka, mm. which on its face value, it's a crazy deal. Yeah. Why? Why would you want to get rid of uh, a guy who was a first rounder just four months ago, and right. get in get in a guy who who hasn't who hasn't played yet, who hasn't proven himself yet? But they well, don't play until March, right? Lukaku or Chelsea have one game in the next four. Yeah, and he's not guaranteed to start that, and he is. They have played twenty four to Leicester's 20. Yeah, exactly. So, no-brainer. Yeah. Beautiful. So, uh, so, so these, I think, I think in, in this sense, this season, it gets a bit easier to value these players because, because the number of games is, is such a good factor to consider. Whereas if it was, you'd be much more um, troubled in in trying to value your players rest of the season if everyone played the same number of games. So in in this sense, um, these the number of games, the different number of games helps value players uh, in trades a, a bunch. And the other one, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, and this is a shout out to newer newer players in draft. Um, try to try to find out or or after after half a season try to um come to terms with what kind of a player you are and and build a roster for that okay so 
Um, a good example is um, the guy in my home league drafted. Um, well, I don't think it was, maybe it wasn't my home league. I I don't remember which league it was, but he drafted Gabby Jesus in like round three or something like that, um, pretty high, and then went ahead and traded him out for for like a steady steady Eddie, like Chris Wood or something like that, and the explanation was that. Um, I'm 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 not going to be able to check lineups that that often. I'll I'll routinely forget to swap out players. Whatever. Sure. It's it's just not for me the pep roulette, and that's that's a fair point. I it think. makes sense. It makes sense. But question arises: Why did you draft him in round three? But that's <laughs> beside the point. So so if you if you have a look in the mirror about your draft management style um, and you come to terms with what kind of manager you are then you'll be able to build a roster for that so if you if you're a guy who who's all over the waiver wire all over the um, the the bandinary tweets whatever you you are in the know um, then then you can build a roster heavily based on on high upside assets who might not play every week um, you'll be able to build a roster on 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 streaming spots whereas if you are someone who who um, knows that he's not going to be able to spend that much time on on fan tracks then you, it's okay for you to trade out your KDB to get in um, three guys uh, who will start every week mm, yeah because you'll enjoy the game more sure and and at the end of the day that's that's what everyone wants and uh, misjudging your own management style will lead to not enjoying the game and i think this is this is a good time to sort of assess your teams assess your management style and and have a half season to to enjoy and to 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 have fun in yeah and you enjoy winning and you enjoy starting 11 players and i think that's what you should everyone should optimize for so some introspection i love it yeah Yeah, know thyself yep exactly it's beautiful all right nice well thanks gentlemen those are those are awesome strategies I i actually really love that um yeah i mean you're not out of it yet you know and a lot of leagues are super close yet um and if you're if you're not here's one suggestion um maybe try to figure out a way for going forward um can you award different prizes in your league based upon where people finish um or can you award a manager of the month you know and and you get some sort of monetary reward uh, or recognition based upon how each manager does per month just different ways to keep people involved and interested all season uh and we also have articles on that um i know we wrote one for fan tracks do we have one on on draft society yet for that toddy do you know um, I think we do. I think um, Luke, Luke did one for uh, for our draft kit. Okay, he? yeah, how to keep people engaged. Yeah, I think, I yeah. think it is there. Okay, um, so check that out because, I mean, this is the time of season where people start to get disheartened a little bit. And if you have little 
little nuggets in there to try to keep them interested and maybe even win some money uh, based upon how they do in like league cups in your in your league or um, weekly performances. These are all things that could keep people interested all year. So just try to keep, try to keep your league as strong as it can. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, go forward with, uh, with confidence in your playing style. Like Toddy said, I love that. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. This has been the Keep Best Collective. Bye.